Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Medicinal Monday episode of the Alter Your Health podcast. I'm Dr. Ben. And I'm Dr. Susanna. And we are both naturopathic doctors who empower you to heal yourself through whole food plant-based nutrition, as well as mind-body medicine. And today on the podcast, we are taking a turn into mind-body medicine land. Uh, you know, we, we, of course, host our Wisdom Wednesday episodes of the podcast that explore you know, mind, thought, consciousness, the human experience, and the brain-body connection. Uh, but we're going to take that conversation into more physical symptom land today while talking about the symptom imperative, which is something that Dr. Susanna has been studying. Uh, but before we dive into our conversation today, I, w- I did want to say that the Alter Health Cleanse is starting on Friday. This is a whole food plant-based cleanse, an all-you-can-eat buffet of nutrient-dense whole plant foods, no calorie restriction, just food and hydration, and people break through uh, plateaus, release weight, and all sorts of amazing stuff happens when you just fuel your body optimally. So if you want to learn more and join us, go to alter.health slash cleanse. And yes, the, the first meeting is this Friday, the 21st of January. The cleanse itself starts on Sunday, so you can do your grocery shopping over the weekend and hit the ground running next week uh, throughout the cleanse, which is like 10 to 12 days a little bit of a choose your own adventure as well in the cleanse. But anyway, that's it for the cleanse. Now let's talk about the mind body freedom from the symptom imperative. Yeah. And so this topic is going to be particularly interesting for anyone out there who's experienced or know someone who's experienced this kind of shifting of symptoms in their own body throughout the year. What I mean by this is I've heard and seen and I felt in my own body this experience of, you know, having a symptom somewhere in the body lasting for, you know, however many months or years. And then it's like we take care of it. Right. It, it, it's resolved. 
But then some other thing comes up, right? Maybe it started as pain in our back and then it shifted to pain in our knees once the back pain uh, resolved. Or maybe we had digestive issues and once those were resolved, we then experienced some joint pain or more tension headaches. Whatever the pattern is, there's this kind of shifting from one area to another area in the body. It feels like some people are constantly working on some kind of symptom they're experiencing. So, yeah, I know. I mean, I was thinking about this myself and I, I don't know if I've been subject to that, at least for any long-term period in my life, but for sure I've witnessed it in other people. You know, there's just always something. There's always something. And of course, this um, brings us into the work of Dr. John Sarno, who we kind of introduced his work. We we love the guy, honestly. <laughs> really, really saddens me that like I never got to meet him. Um, but, but we brought up his work much earlier in the podcast. I think it was episode 78 or something. I interviewed Michael Galinsky, who's a filmmaker who made a documentary film about the work of Dr. John Sarno great film called All the Rage. Uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago um, in the context of back pain and Susanna sharing a little bit of her experience. Um, so yeah, this is this is one of Dr. Sarno's observations in working with probably tens of thousands of people who had this migratory pain syndrome, which of course we described, he described and we described it as well, tension myositis or the... Um, the psychological tension that creates tension in the muscles of the body, which clamps down on circulatory system and nervous system, leading to spasms and chronic pain. Right. And yeah, just quickly to put this into perspective, this topic into perspective, you know, here on this podcast, we talk so much about what we can do in our physical life to take care of our health, to take charge of our health. But sometimes for some people, there is more needed than just physical intervention. Sometimes there's stuff going on in the mental and emotional realms. I would say all the time. <laughs> yes. I would say all the time. And, you know, I think a lot of people kind of go one way or the other. And the way that we, of course, see it is, well, what if we can totally optimize our biochemistry, you know, optimize our metabolic health and put all the good ingredients in, limit toxicity, etc.? And have peace of mind because I know Dr. Sarno. I think if we were to sit down with him today, he'd say, "Oh well, I th I think a lot of the the success that your clients are getting is due to the placebo effect of you know just believing that they're doing the right thing for their body." And yes, the placebo effect is powerful. But if we can harness that power of that self healing regenerative potential within us, and also just to optimize our nutritional status and biochemistry. That's the magic. So we always say that like food and mindset are the most powerful medicines. And when we're talking about mindset or state of mind or understanding things, it's really understanding our true nature, right? And it's just what's unfolding and flowing through us. Right. Well, and, and the topic of today's podcast episode, the symptom imperative, is actually a phenomenon that can show you whether a symptom resolved based off of the placebo effect or whether you really address the underlying root cause. Yeah. And, you know, from my perspective, um, there are some symptoms that are purely physical in their origins, and there are symptoms that are sometimes mixed. There's a physical element and 
the mental element. And then there's, of course, the symptoms that are purely mental. So it just kind of depends. But let's I think, talk about- I think the more accurate way is psychological, not men okay, mental. Yes, psychological. Like, oh, it's like, oh, that person's mental. No. That's like, you know, <laughs> I people used to call me mental when I was in- grade school. Thank you for the correction. Um, but yeah, so let's let's define what the symptom imperative is. And this was discovered by Dr. John Sarno in his work with um, chronic pain patients. He saw that, and he called it the symptom imperative because he saw that for these individuals, it was imperative for them to have some symptom at all times that would distract them from feeling the unacceptable emotions, emotions that they would judge as unacceptable, whether that be anger or jealousy or rage or whatever it is. But, you know, we all kind of have a set of emotions that we, we you know, think as bad, we judge as bad. And so we kind of shove them away when they come up. And and of course, this idea of tension myositis, just as a reminder from our episode a few weeks ago, the idea is that it's really a protective mechanism that the brain creates so much tension and pain in the body to help you not feel those intense emotions. Um, even though we might say we would prefer to feel the emotions rather than feeling the physical pain, um, the brain has a different uh, a different plan for you. And so the symptom imperative is really how it can manifest is in this shifting of migratory symptoms. So for example, um, you know, I'll just share an example that happened to me recently because my back pain started about two years ago and I did all sorts of stuff. I, I went to a chiropractor, I did inversion table, I did all sorts of stuff to help reduce the back pain. And eventually over time, it went away. But immediately when the back pain went away, I developed knee pain in both knees. And it's like, why would that happen? It's not like I was doing anything yeah. different on my knees. I also mm -hmm. saw this happen way, way, way back when I had chronic joint pain. And I went to a doctor who put me on a therapeutic diet saying, this is going to this is going to heal your, your joint pain um, that is stemming from your digestive issues. And as soon as I went on the therapeutic diet, my joint pain went away. But then all of a sudden, I developed all of these gastrointestinal symptoms. And the timing can't, I mean, you know, you might say, oh, that's a coincidence. But the timing was exact, exact for when I implemented these these protocols, these uh, healing interventions that didn't address the underlying cause, mm -hmm. um, they essentially created a placebo effect. So you're saying that if the healing, like if someone's symptoms are, are resolved entirely and long lasting, then there shouldn't be other symptoms that pop up like a whack-a-mole. Yeah. Like you hit something down and then it pops up somewhere else in the body and in a unrelated sort of way. Yeah. So, so that's kind of a way to determine to what degree the placebo effect might be playing out. Right. Cool. Um, and it's, it's very interesting. I mean, I, th I think that like, it doesn't make sense to, to a lot of us that, uh, we would more, we would, we would prefer to feel physical pain and symptoms than psychological or emotional pain and our emotions, like the fullness of our emotions, because I think intellectually, it's like, come on, you know, I am angry, just let me feel the fullness of the anger, like, what the heck. But sometimes that anger is so deep seated, 
and there's so much of it that it's like we let it out in kind of controlled um, socially acceptable terms and conditions uh, but there's more beneath the surface than we sometimes uh, acknowledge or can feel um, so yeah and and it, I think about how like evolutionarily for human beings our 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 um, place in the tribe you know our fitting in in society is the most important thing you know if we are exiled and we are not accepted and we are shunned from society and what we're doing and how we're behaving is not okay then that means that we will die <laughs> like literally in throughout the course of human history so i think there is this deep seated desire to to fit in and to be socially accepted and to not be shunned from society, even though being shunned from society in today's day and age doesn't mean death necessarily, um, right? And and it is kind of weird to think about, well, now in today's day and age also, there's so many fragments of society that like if we are shunned from our family, whatever that means, then we're embraced by other aspects and and circles and what and whatnot. Um, so in the end, the, the way that I see it is like there's this real opportunity to be fully 100% authentic and true to ourselves. And um, when we're talking about like healing the symptom imperative on the, the deeper psychological, you know, spiritual, emotional level, it just has to do with like full 100% authentic self-expression and self-compassion and love, um, regardless of what the world, what our family, what our friends might be thinking about us. Because as so many people have said, what people think about us is never any of our business. It's just a reflection of their state of mind in the moment, right? So, yeah. 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 So I'd love to just share, you know, some more examples of kind of what symptoms commonly crop up in tension myositis and could be one of those symptoms that pops up as the whack-a-mole and the symptom imper imperative. Um, things like pain anywhere. Uh, back pain, neck pain is really common, but could be pain in any of your extremities, could be, um, you know, even a, a more kind of scary chronic uh, pain diagnosis like fibromyalgia. Um, could just be tension headaches, could be migraines, could be uh, allergies, seasonal allergies that, of course, we just attribute to. Um, well, could you say it's anything? I mean, like, I guess why you could bother, say, why I mean, bother having a list? I have this list based off of what Dr. Sarno saw a lot oh, of, okay, okay. you know, a lot of digestive issues, a lot of acid reflux. Um, but what what is really interesting about also the symptom imperative is that um, this the symptom can actually be replaced by any other really obsessive um, behavior or any kind of numbing behavior. So, for example, if someone, um, you know, developed a drinking problem or developed any kind of obsessive compulsive um, behaviors, because that thing distracts them so much from, you know, the emotion, the pain that they're not trying to feel, um, that could actually kind of shift the symptom away from a physical symptom more to kind of like a behavioral symptom. Well, I think also about, um, you know, 
quote unquote addicts, whether, you know, drug addicts, drug addicts or alcoholics or, you know, gamblers or anything, um, sometimes get really obsessed with their health mm-hmm. and get really self- obsessed with fitness. And especially I think like endurance exercise. And I think, I mean, I know a lot of people who are in endurance athletics kind of acknowledge some mental health like instability and some vulnerability there and i know that of course like like we can replace obsessions very easily and of course it's there's nothing wrong like we're we're all all a little goo crazy in our own ways right and um there there's i think it's okay to be obsessed with things in life i think that you know that the most important thing is to have a degree of self-compassion so that we allow ourselves to be free rather like you know rather than judging ourselves for anything that we do because you know i'm not an expert in addiction or anything for that matter but the fact is like if we're engaged in a in an addictive tendency then like there's just the the what isness of that tendency and what we're doing and then if we're engaged in that and we're also judging ourselves for what we're doing and how we're doing and what and and you know taking on what society thinks of us and oh well that person must think I'm awful or my mom thinks I'm an idiot or my wife hates me and we're we're t- stacking on the layers of judgment and self-judgment on top of what we're doing then that just like you know, roots in and anchors in this kind of obsessive need to escape through whatever mechanism or, or means in our world. So if we just give ourselves some space and freedom to have self-compassion, that's like the most powerful medicine. Totally, totally. But yeah, I mean, understanding that those obsessive behaviors can play into this symptom imperative, I find is extremely interesting because we also see examples of people who, um, you know, started off with an obsessive behavior, whether, you know, it was any kind of addiction or eating disorder or, yeah, kind of relating to exercise as this kind of like binge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and re- when those individuals clear up those behavioral issues, sometimes what can happen. You know, it's like they heal the drinking issue, but then the back pain comes because they're still, they're still needing this distraction from those deeper seated emotions. And so the question is then how do we break free from that? How do we break free from all of these different examples of the symptom imperative showing up? And you've been alluding to it all along this episode. But, but I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm curious, like you're, you're the one who's closer to the experience than I am in this moment. So how, how do you break free? Yeah. I mean, really being honest, um, this is my answer, really being honest with yourself and looking at what is causing the chronic tension in the body and eliminating it. And it's so easy for us to look outside of ourselves, uh, you know, for the sources of tension, like, oh, it's my work or it's this relationship or it's this or it's that. But we have to look even deeper than that and acknowledge that our stress and tension doesn't come from any circumstances outside of ourselves. It all comes from within, generated from our thinking and nothing else. And so 
of course, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago as well, that a lot of people who have this tension myositis syndrome are people who tend to put a lot of pressure on themselves, who hold themselves up to perfectionistic standards, who hold themselves up to the unrealistic standard of pleasing everyone. And this internally generated pressure, that is really, I mean, in my experience, that's that's really the 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 She's source the of the tension. <laughs> well, you're you're the you're the you, I'm in the middle of it right you now. You are, if not now, an expert. You're on your way to becoming a, an expert in this, Susanna. And I would also just add that you know we all have our blind spots as human beings, right? Our view of ourselves and understanding of ourselves is imperfect and we grow in that and deepen in that as we live. And one of the ways that we can gain insight into the the shadows or you know the the blind spots is through our relationships and and in, is through our relationships with other people and our relationships with other things in our life. And um, you know any sort of roughness, that we experience in our life, roughness in relationship with a partner or um, a child or a parent or a friend or roughness in relationship with a political party or, or like the, the, the group, like the like that which we have trouble with is always one of the richest learning opportunities for you know insights into what's going on in our internal landscape so when you were saying you know being honest it's like yeah we can only ever be as honest as we can be moment to moment so we have to live our lives or we're invited to live our lives with like our eyes wide open as we are you know going about our life and making a mess and and getting upset and feeling things but also always taking a look inside with unconditional compassion and love to inquire where is there room for more wholeness and more understanding and more compassion um, for me, for me. And it's an, it's a perpetual process. And I think that, you know, it's, it helps me. This is where, you know, my experience helps me so much to know that there is no end game. There is no end result. It's not like, oh, by the age 56, I'll be there or wherever. Or I'll have more. or I'll be more peaceful. It's like, no, it's now and now and now and now. And we're in the perpetual now moment doing our best and the day that we die, we are as close to our health and freedom as this now moment. We're just doing our best and integrating all along the way. Yeah, beautifully said. And, you know, this is now where we are really embarking into the content, the territory of, you know, Wisdom Wednesday content. Um, so this is a sneak peek into our Wednesday, our Wednesday episodes, if, if you have yet to really dive into those. But yeah, I mean, two major things that are really two major themes that are really standing out to me in this uh, answering this question of like, okay, how do we address the root, the root cause of 
this tension myositis. How do we get to the symptom imperative? Right. Because also we can say like, it can be easy for someone to, to say like, oh, it's because of my personality, of my perfectionistic personality. Yeah, but I'm, we just need to look, but, I'm just type A. I'm just type A. But we need to look at even un, a layer underneath that. Like, what what is personality anyway? Yeah. And really, like, what's become clear to me is that it's not about personality. It's about what limiting thought processes, what limiting stories are we buying into on a daily basis? Because those stories... Those are the things that I think play into how we show up in relationships, how we show up um, in terms of, you know, how perfectionistic we are or whatever. I mean, even the most type A person, like like the just quintessential archetypal type A personality has experiences of being laid back and letting shit go, you know, and we have the full we have the potential to embody all of the archetypes and and also we have the potential of letting all of the patterns that we feel are totally ingrained in us we can let it go i mean i i was like so shy and i would never like i remember going to restaurants when i was a little kid and like up until i was like 12 years old i wouldn't even speak with the waiter i would tell my mom what i would want or my dad what i wanted and they would have to like order off the menu for me because I like couldn't even tolerate hearing my voice outside in the world. <laughs> and, and it's like, we can let that go. We can, we can let stuff go and we do let stuff go and being open to the infinite possibilities of the letting go-ness, um, whatever the deep seated patterns and tendencies are, they're just patterns. They're just tendencies. They're just thoughts. They're just thoughts. They're just habitual thoughts. And as we always say in our Wisdom Wednesdays, thoughts are nothing. Mm -hmm. Thoughts are formless energy and they don't have any power unless we believe them to be true. So I think that we kind of set the stage for Wisdom Wednesday. It's fun to to walk this balance between the mind and the body and the medicinal Monday and the Wisdom Wednesday. And uh, that's what we love. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess before we sign off, any last words or announcements join us for wisdom wednesday all right (laughs) and join us for the alter health cleanse uh and uh just feel free to leave any comments feedback share this with anyone you know and love and we look forward to staying in touch and seeing you next time yes we'll see you on wednesday